You're listening to Equipped, the podcast that turns gaming concepts into life lessons. I'm your host, Isa Gonzalez, and each week, I'll show you different ways you can clear quests, fight boss battles, and level up, not only in-game, but also in real life. up you guys welcome back to the show thank you so much for clicking play i really really appreciate it so this week we are on episode number four and it's gonna be a bit different from the previous episodes but i can say that it will also be a recurring format of the episodes i guess because today i want to talk more about the games that I've actually played in the past and a couple of cool lessons that I've learned from them And so you may or may not have played these games, but I still hope that you guys stick till the end because I believe these are lessons that people really need to learn as early as they can. And I personally like to relate as many lessons I can to a game because when I can associate a game with a lesson, a better connection forms in my brain and because there's a better connection, I remember the lesson a lot more too. So that's sort of why we're doing this now (laughs) and so i'm gonna try my best to explain the games based on what i still remember so please bear with me but let's get into it so the two games that i want to talk about today are witcher 3 wild hunt and detroit become human and so i don't know if you guys remember but i mentioned in the trailer that i started playing witcher 3 in 2018 and this was the first ever rpg that i played as a young adult And during this time, I was really, really clueless. I haven't played games in so long. I didn't understand the controls. My hands are small. And so I had a difficult time having to press multiple keys all at once. I was horrible at it and I got really frustrated. Um, It was my boyfriend that introduced it to me and I didn't even know that I was playing Witcher 3. I just thought it was Witcher, like a standalone game. I didn't know it was a franchise. I didn't know that there were two games that came out before it. I didn't know it had a book also. I'm so sorry, please don't hate me, but that's how I started playing it. And so (laughs) what happened is um, I eventually enjoyed it just because I knew that there was a big story wrapped around it. I definitely did not understand what the story was when I started playing, but I knew that there was a story wrapped around it. And so that's sort of what got me hooked into the game. And so here I am starting off this new RPG, not really knowing what the hell I'm doing as Geralt. Um, I play, I die a lot of times because again, I don't know how to use the controls properly. And so I, I really got frustrated, especially in the beginning. And because I was so focused on trying to live, trying to get past all the monsters that would, you know, suddenly attack me as I was trying to get to my destination, I sort of forgot to pay attention to the characters that Geralt was talking to and because of that I would just like randomly well not randomly I would respond based on my personality like that's sort of how I like to approach RPGs like whatever I decide to do is more or less what I would do if that game happened in real life I don't know if that makes sense 
Um, but then <laughs> what ended up happening is apparently the way you respond to characters mattered a lot. Again, I didn't know what Witcher 3 was about. I didn't know the concept of the game. I didn't know that there would be alternate endings to the game depending on how you chose to play. And my boyfriend, he was the one that introduced it to me. He didn't tell me about it either. He wanted me to figure it out on my own. The problem is I did not figure it out on my own. I think I was like almost halfway through the story. Um, I still didn't realize it. And there was just this one moment. I don't remember which specific moment it was. But I was just making bad decisions consecutively. Like the way I responded to people, it was just the wrong response. And because like they would get mad, they would, you know, make the quest longer for me because I would have to take like an alternate route or something like that. And I think my boyfriend just got really, um, I think he, he got sad for me or like he knew that I was struggling a lot. So like he told me to pause and he said, hey, the choices you make matter in this game because it affects the ending that you will get and I was like holy crap okay I did not realize that I thought I was just supposed to find Siri and you know fight the people that were hunting her and then that's it I thought there was just like one general ending to this game apparently there's not <laughs> and so from that moment on I definitely paid more attention to like what the characters were saying so instead of just, you know, relying on my personality and how I would um, try to respond if that happened in real life, I sort of just kept in mind what response is going to give me the best ending or what response is going to help Geralt, you know, befriend people and like get new clues about where to go, stuff like that. And I mean, I started to play a lot better from that moment on. Um, I also adjusted to the controls a lot better. It, it sort of came naturally already at some point. And then, okay, so before I get into it, um, if you haven't played Witcher 3, but you plan on doing so, I I might have a spoiler. I might mention it because I want to share like what happened when I played. So feel free to like skip ahead a bit. So feel free to do that. Just go skip. And going back, my overall ending um, with Witcher 3 was really good. Like, I found Ciri. She was alive and breathing. She was okay. She was in one piece. We're good. But I remember within the game, there was this moment where Geralt finds Ciri, right? And they sort of, like, catch up a bit or something like that. There was also another moment right before that, and it was with Kira Metz. And I have no idea. I don't remember how the dialogue went. I don't remember why Geralt had to meet up with her during that time. But all I know is I thought I was responding correctly. I thought I was responding in a nice way. Apparently, I was not. I was doing the complete opposite. And then the next thing I freaking knew, I was fighting with Kira Metz. Like, she was attacking Geralt and the only thing that I could do was like fight back and I panicked I legit stopped the game like I pressed escape and the game paused and I looked at my boyfriend I was like holy shit what did I do <laughs> like why is she attacking me why do I have to fight her and then I thought that there was going to be a point wherein like you would have to fight her on purpose but it's not really going to be a bad thing they're like going to be they're going to stop at some point that did not happen and I did not continue playing. Um, I looked at my boyfriend and I was like, can I please 
restart this part like from the last saved um checkpoint can i please go back and um choose different dialogue i i know that my boyfriend was really hesitant to let me because again that's part of the game right you're not really supposed to restart whenever you you get a bad response or something but i feel like he knew that i was gonna get sad if ever Geralt ended up killing kira Metz or something like that and so he let me and i i I did a do-over. Um, I avoided that scenario from happening. And then everything went okay. I continued with the story. I found Siri. The game ended. Awesome, awesome. And then after, my boyfriend showed me like a YouTube video of what would have happened if I continued to fight Kira Metz. And it was freaking horrible, man. I remember. I still remember how she looks like. She was freaking charred and... Um, like in a town circle of some sort she was like burned because she's considered a witch I think and I was like thank you so much for letting me restart because I would not have lived well with that decision <laughs> if I saw that happen in the game and I was just like man okay and then another another crucial event that I remember is when Geralt met Ciri in the game and they were catching up I definitely made mistakes with how I responded to her because it was like there was one part wherein she wanted to like go to a place that was relatively dangerous I think and then me as Geralt as you know as someone that I thought would be protective I told her like no you can't go and she ended up getting mad at Geralt and I was like holy crap is that gonna affect my ending um and I was like oh oh my gosh the lucky thing is the the choices I made sort of balanced out. Like, I guess the rough estimate is like I made two bad decisions and then two good ones with Siri. And that's why I still got a good ending. Like she still lived at the end. Um, so yeah, that's how my Witcher 3 experience went. Um, definitely stressful, but I, I really enjoyed the story. I, I love when things are tied around a good storyline something that really develops and there's not that many gaps there's not that many loopholes of any kind and so I love that um yeah <laughs> going to Detroit become human now that's a different game now um what I liked about that so Detroit become human is basically a game that is set within the city or within this um year we're in there are androids that exist, they're basically robots, and they are sold to humans so that humans can have companions or like humans can have helpers for whatever it is that they have to do on a daily basis. And um, with Detroit Become Human, instead of playing one character, you get to play three characters. And it sort of like shifts every time. So for example, you start off with character A, you play one chapter of their story. So like since you have three different characters, you have three different stories you have to go through. And for character A, you, you finish chapter one. And then after that, you go to character B, you meet them. And then you do chapter one of their story. And then you move on to chap and then you move on to character C. And so it's sort of that cycle when you just bounce back and forth between each character. And then you see how um, their stories evolve and progress over time. Um, also, just like a side note, freaking Jesse Williams is in that game. If you watch um, Grey's Anatomy, 
Dr. Avery, that dude, he's in this game. And the moment I saw his face, the moment I saw his character animated, it was so nice. Like that was the moment I knew that I would enjoy the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I just I just really wanted to mention that part. Go check it out. Really, it's the features of the faces are so detailed. It's just so nice to see. Um, also, like I didn't get to finish Detroit Become Human yet, so I won't get too much into it. I, I don't know how it ends. I don't know how well I actually did so far, but it's on my list of games to complete, hopefully by the end of the year. But if not, I'll just try next year. And then anyway, going back. So this game, it's about um, the androids. Uh, the three characters you play are also androids, so they're robots. And the conflict in this story is that the robots start to become deviant or they start to disobey whoever the human that bought them is. They start to make their own decisions. They start to feel emotions. They start to feel oppressed. And because of that, they start to you know go their own way. And you start to see with these three characters how they got to that point. That's all I can basically say um, because, again, I didn't finish the game. But... The cool thing about this is, okay, this is another game that has multiple endings, multiple endings per chapter also. And what's cool about it is at the end of every chapter, the game shows you like the tree, a life tree or an event tree, I guess. You see all the decisions that you made within the game and you see how they're all interconnected but you also see the decisions that you didn't make and you get to see what sort of ending you could have gotten if you had made those different decisions so i i really like that aspect i do admit it made me want to restart more than i did in witcher 3 which is i would say a bad thing for me because it's like so tempting to know how you could have gotten a better ending right but anyway I really like that part. I like that aspect of the game where it really shows that whatever you do has a huge impact on how the story unfolds and how it affects each character's lives. And that's pretty much the two games that I wanted to talk about. And the reason why I wanted to talk about these games is because they have alternate endings, right? The main takeaway that I got is like the decisions we make really, really matter. And bringing that back to real life, I'm pretty sure you already have gotten that idea from just how I've been talking. But I want to reiterate, there's always going to be consequences to our actions. And so these two games, they have alternate endings. And because of like social media, YouTube, you can figure out what those endings could have been for you if you had played differently. Like what I saw with Kara Metz on YouTube. But the thing is, we can't do that in real life. We don't get to see the alternate endings we could have had if we were to live life differently. There are no do-overs. We, we can't take back whatever it is we said to someone. We can't undo you know, a mean action that we did to a stranger, to a loved one. There's nothing else we can do about it. We can't undo those things. But the good thing about that is, unlike the games that I just mentioned, we have some form of control still of how our story progresses. Because yes, we can't take back what we said, but 
What matters now is what we choose to do afterwards. For every mistake we make, we have to acknowledge it, accept it, and then take responsibility for it. And then decide whether or not we're going to do that again. Whether or not we're going to do it differently. Because we can still have some choice on whether or not the ending or an outcome of an event is better or worse than it actually could have been, right? That's the power that we have as humans and we have the entire lifetime, our entire lifetime to do that. But the thing is, not everyone realizes that right away. And that's why I said, I think this is one of the lessons that even younger people should learn as early as possible. Because what we do in life is so crucial in the sense that Every action, every decision that we make, whether it's super big, whether it's super small, they will compound. And whatever collective outcome that arises from that is all because of what we chose to do, obviously. <laughs> and yet here we are, we still are tempted to do things that aren't in our best interest. We do things that we know are wrong. We do things that we know have a chance of harming us. And again, that's because we're human. We're tempted to sin every now and then. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this is you never know how big of an impact those small decisions or steps you take have. That small decision or step could change the entire trajectory of your life. And you might not even realize it. Because again, unlike those games, we can't really have a guide or a tree that tells us, hey, if you did this, you could have, you know, gotten this different result. There's nothing like that for humans. And that's again, because life is an ongoing process. We all have our own different stories to go through. We were all born in different situations. And so we really just have to live through it. But there's so much power that lies in knowing what you're doing. I'm not saying that you have to get life figured out. What I'm saying is you're aware about the decisions that you're making and you're able to take responsibility for whatever consequences that arise from them. Yes, you can make mistakes. Yes, you can fail from time to time. What matters is what you choose to do after that. Because you can choose to rewrite your story to somehow try your best to get a better ending for your life. And that's why it's so important to be mindful. And like, for example, by the time that my life ends here on Earth, I won't necessarily know whether or not things could have turned out differently for me. It's, I, I don't think, um humans would get that sort of replay i mean maybe but eh, i don't i'm not sure i don't i really don't think so because what matters is what you actually did within your lifetime not what you could have done or not what you should have done it's about what you actually chose to do and for example i can't ask myself i wonder what would have happened if i talked to person a i wonder what would have happened if i you know posted content earlier or if I had quit that job a long time ago I, I won't know I will never know because I didn't do it and the same goes for everyone else the only way you'll find out if a result is going to be good or bad 
is if you actually go out and see for yourself. And that's why it's so important to be mindful. Be mindful about the decisions that you're making right now. They might be bad decisions. It's okay. Understand why you made them then. And then if you realize, if you learn, okay, maybe I don't want to do this next time, then you start working on, you know, finding a better alternative, finding a better action to take. And that way you can sort of build that momentum to building the life that you actually want to live. That's why it's so important to be mindful about the way we communicate, the way we deal with our problems, the mindsets and values that we have. Because I like to think of those as our compass in life. And, you know, you can move forward. But the question is, are you moving in the right direction? Is the compass you're using actually in alignment with whatever it is you want to do in life, with whatever it is you want to be? If the answer is yes, then good job. If the answer is no, or maybe I'm not sure, then it's time to reevaluate. Because again, our actions have consequences. And it's always better to be safe rather than to be sorry at the end. Because we're not going to get any do-overs. We're just not. It's not going to happen. It's either you're okay with how you lived or a lot of regrets take over. And it's up to you to decide what you want that to look like. And so, yeah, that's <laughs> that's um, that's the lesson that I got from playing those two games. I don't know if I'm going to ask you guys a question, but what I want you to do is reflect. Just, you know, take some time, sit down, reflect on what key events in your past. Um, what are the events that have contributed to how you are right now? Because that's also another important thing. And sort of accept them, acknowledge them, know that those things happen and they brought you to this specific moment. And then once you're done doing that, like take your time, take the time you need to address all of that in a healthy way. After that, look ahead into the future, whether it's five, 10 years, whether it's in 2022, just look and envision how you would want your life to go. It doesn't mean that you have to be 100% certain, just envision how you would like it to look like. And then bring yourself back to the present. Ask yourself, are you doing the things that will take you a step closer to that life, to that version of yourself that you want to be? And don't lie to yourself. Be honest. Again, everything starts with awareness and being mindful because once you're there, then you'll know how to make the necessary adjustments. You might not get it right the first time around, that's definitely not going to happen. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall. You're going to make all these mistakes. But as long as you're staying mindful, then I feel like you still have a shot at, you know, improving yourself and changing for the better. And yeah, that's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed, make sure to follow the podcast so that you know when the next episode is out. I'd also appreciate it if you guys could rate and review the show. I'll leave the links to the places you could do that in the description box. I'd really love to hear from you guys. Plus, it will help the podcast a lot. And of course, let's keep the conversations going. Check the podcast out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at EquippedPodcastPH. You can also 
send an email to equippedpodcastph at gmail.com for your feedback, suggestions, or possible collaborations. All right, thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, but also stay equipped. <laughs>